I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. Welcome to the COB. I'm Danny Akuye. And I'm Juliette Sali. On what has been a bit of a lacklustre day's trade, oh. we tried to see a bit of a gain coming through mm. from some of those miners, but uh, I don't think we got up there, did we? No, I ha- currently have the ASX 200. It's down around 11 points or 0.16% and the SIBO 200 down by 1.6 points or 0.12%. So a bit of a fizzler, but I guess we should say maybe it didn't fizzle down too much so it's not too bad. Indeed. Uh, Let's have a look at, uh, of course, what we've been focusing in on really was about NVIDIA's numbers, you know, blowing it out of the park with those third quarter numbers. 14.5 billion out of the 18 billion in revenue from AI. I know. Less than two years ago, the majority of their revenue came from computer games or GPUs. Yeah, it's incredible. It is incredible. And uh, I guess that everybody is going to say, well, that was great. That was kind of expected. But the outlook. Um, well, no, I think the outlook's all right. I just think, you know, there's just so much discounted in that share mm. price. It's really hard. And people will, you're right, focus on the fact like they have been growing so dramatically that that rate of growth is Can't not be going sustained to be continued. potentially. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just curious. I mean, I'm, I find it interesting that it's trading on around 38 times prospective earnings. But, you know, Really, in the whole scheme of things, with that much growth, I don't think it seems that much. But hey ho, I'm not well, an analyst. Yeah, I mean, I think the fact when I say outlook, they they did talk about being worried about Israel. They've got something like 3,500 employees there, yeah, and they talked about um, China as well, mm. and the fact that sales look to be a little bit down. Yeah. So, well, it's not down. They're, they're they're not allowed to export there anymore. So there's been trade bans put on there. But that's again well flagged in the market. I just think the share price had rallied so high. But hey, we spoke with Dan Ives today. So you can check out that interview because, of course, he is all across the godfather of AI. Mm. But we also gold, gold um, glistening today. It went over two two thousand dollars an yeah. ounce. Jules. I think you had a deep dive today. I did. On I gold. had a deep dive with Barry Dawes, and he is very, very. He's a big gold bug, shall we say? <laughs> and Tony Sycamore from IG on the trade is where you can catch both those interviews, of course, on Ausbiz online. But Tony Sycamore from the trade also talking about you know once we sort of breach closer to towards twenty ten then maybe we see a real breakout for gold as wow. well. So mm. 2007 it got to in the overnight session before closing around 2001. And then uh, La Visa, I mean, they call it a teen jewellery retailer. I, I dislike that. I mean, I don't mind a bit of La Visa for some fun jewellery or Christmas season, Christmas a bit of A bit of a bit of bling, but let's face it, it is at, it's positioned uh, to be highly affordable. And one would have thought quite, I suppose, recession 
fashion slowdown proof mm. because it is a very you know good price point but it was just interesting that uh, at their AGM their like for like comparable store sales were actually down for uh, the first 20 weeks of the full year 24 the current start of this year by about six percent so sales are still growing because they're adding in more stores but the market look it, it, it started off by selling it down but look it's ended up flat on the day yeah and I was talking to um, scratch my brain now Scott Phillips from Motley uh, Fool about about this stock because he was saying you know in terms of you saying recession proof it's not like people that generally shop at La Visa in terms of that teen market would have mortgages yeah. so they're not being hit by the high interest rates mm. and they're still cutting back so obviously just an interesting uh, point to make there in terms of the slowdown yeah absolutely and we probably can expect more of that so maybe we should have a look at some corporate news because there was uh, quite a bit out today wasn't yeah, there I think Jules? we're just going to quickly go through the oh, sectors, sectors sorry um, so jumping ahead was yeah, gold we touched on Newmont there was up by 2.1 percent on the close they were all higher really apart from Northern Star yeah and uh, let's have a look at the metals and mining stocks and we can see BHP is actually at a six month high up 41 cents or 0.9 percent to $47.86 had a great conversation with the guru of global liquidity Michael Howell today and he really pinpointed why we're seeing the rally in iron ore prices because the PBOC is pumped in about half a trillion US dollars mm. and it's very much flowing in his analysis into the likes of iron ore prices but you can see there across the board gains uh, albeit more for BHP and South 32 than Fortescue and Rio. Yeah let's have a look at utilities this was a good sector actually because um well, AGL was down there on its AGM, but uh, Origin was rising ahead of the result of the shareholder vote on the buyout, which doesn't look like it's going to, to get the go ahead. But I think overlooking at the overall broader utility sector was one that actually stood out today. So that's not really showing us the correct picture there with some of those stocks. Uh, but utilities were up by eight tenths of 1%, which we will take in a down market. Absolutely. I'm just checking Origin looks like it was up by about 1.3% to mm. $8. 38. Now, I got ahead of myself. We might check in with some of those corporate stories that were out today. And uh, one that I just wanted to highlight, it's not there, but it, last time I checked, it was off um, premium, was off about 31%. I think because, it's going to be on the next one. So okay. we'll go through these ones first. Oh, oh there sorry. we are. <laughs> off 34%. Uh, and that's largely due to a very weak outlook for the first half of 24. All right, Helios completing a $154 cap capital raising so it of course hit, was hit as it fell down and then bubs in a trading halt it's uh tapping the market to fund its US expansion. Let's go back to the first screen though and go through some of those because of course Webjet was in focus with its AGM posting a first half full year 24 revenue up 39% and it did say that uh, earnings are expected to significantly exceed pre-pandemic levels and that's kind of similar to what we were talking about in the travel industry yesterday, Danny. Absolutely and I was thinking about this, dare I say I was thinking, my gosh, um, a lot of the retirees are likely to keep on traveling because mm. 
they're debt free, they're drawing down their retirement savings, they're earning more cat and more, you know, higher interest on their cash deposits. So even if the younger generation don't keep on YOLOing, you can actually see the retirees doing the YOLO travel. At I think the moment. that's why the likes of Hello World have so many yeah. upgrades too, because yeah. they're more likely to use a, a service like that too. Yeah. And just having a look at Santos, they have cut their production forecasts for fiscal 24. And we touched on La Visa, which said total sales for the first 20 weeks of full year 24 are up 17% on the previous period. Um, but um, yes, yeah, comparable same store sales were down 6.2% year to date. Yes. Okay. A quick look at Medibank. They said no change to their full year 24 outlook. And then Ebos shares coming under pressure down 6%. They pulled the pin on their speculated near $2.5 billion green cross takeover. And uh, let's move to the stock of the day, which was Webjet. And we had a guest, Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial and a Sean Cartwright for, from Anadara asset management and let's listen to them see what they had to say webjet i think there is the performance on the market today is reflective of how the market views this thing which is fully valued i've got a corporate account with a few of the airlines and the discounts they offer exceed those that you can get through these large travel providers if you but if you spend enough on travel uh, again, I think the airlines are doing a good enough job at getting a slice of the corporate travel. And I think based on the, the sort of discounts that I'm seeing, I, I think it's going to be really hard for Webjet and Flight Centre to continue to win that corporate um, those corporate accounts. I think the market might be a little bit disappointed that the dividend wasn't reinstated. And although they came out with very you know, strong guidance in terms of growth numbers, they were actually a bit below a lot of the the analysts in the market, and that also might be disappointing people a little bit. So it's probably one we'll have a good review of and then make a decision on. Um, but given it's only a small position in the fund, we've been tempted to hold it just to ride it out. It's not overly expensive by any means. However, there are you know, mounting challenges starting to emerge definitely in that consumer space. Today, Webjet, and uh, now let's welcome to the COB Rocco Panzerino from Macro Capital, who joins us here in the studio. Uh, the macroeconomic conditions around agriculture we're looking at, just as we're starting to hopefully see a bit of a coming after El Nino and La Nina. Yes, it's uh, it's definitely been a sector that's been out of love uh, quite a fair bit recently, and a lot of it's got to do with the uh, underlying commodity prices within agriculture. We've got uh, cattle prices fallen more than seventy percent over the last twelve months. Uh, sheep prices as well, around the 75% mark. Um, it's even got to a point where some farmers are even giving sheep away. Wow. Because um, it's just, it's not viable for them to, to eat all the feed and, and for them to keep for such a low price. So have they been dumping stock on the market due to the drought? Is that what they've so basically been destocking or what's uh, going it's on? It's somewhat to do with the drought, but it's also got a lot to do with the uh, supply. Uh, we've actually got about three times the amount of sheep than people in this country at the moment uh, about 80 million sheep in australia right so a large supply um and um yeah, therefore we've seen the prices go down quite substantially um recently um to put that into perspective as well uh, a steer at the moment a 300 kilo steer is valued at about 600 dollars uh, the a sustainable price for a steer of that size is about 1700 considering all the inputs 
and around this time last year they were going for about 2100 yeah so it's uh, it's definitely put a strain on the sector and we've seen that with some of the share prices of companies like elders uh, and like grain corpus uh, investors are pricing all of that in um, in the US as well, we've got uh, winter coming up and February is generally a crucial month uh, for agriculture because you've got extreme weather conditions, high precipitation. Um, and during that period of time as well, you've got uh, generally cattle prices or cattle stock cattle um, decreasing their, their fat, um, trying to stay warm for the winter, um, which is a good thing for Australian cattle because generally our exports increase during that period of time as well. Um, we've also got things like uh, the Australian dollar. It's been on a sustained downtrend for a couple of years now. This somewhat does favour Australia and their exports for, for these sorts of uh, goods um, for overseas countries. So a few things at play at the moment. So that beef that you're referring to, is that processed here in Australia and then exported to the US? I yeah, think it is, correct. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. The steer is about a middle-aged um, male cow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, investment opportunities. You mentioned elders there. I actually spoke to the CEO a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about how um, it's really hard to get talent. I think we, we discussed mm. that earlier, but um, you're seeing that being impacted. Any potential good opportunities here? Yeah, well, I think that you know, we have equity markets forward looking um, and we've got a lot of negativity priced into these stocks at the moment. Uh, now, a lot of analysts and uh, a lot of investors have been quite pessimistic on the sector. Um, but nonetheless, I think that does uh, create some opportunity as well. Um, but you have to be very careful and very responsible when, when adding these to the portfolio because they are so cyclical. Um, but as you mentioned, Elders, it's Mark Allison has done a really good job in mm. diversifying that business and making them less susceptible uh, to the cyclical nature of the sector. Um, so yeah, it's something that um, you, know, you can look at at these levels. Um, I'm quite impressed with Elders. Uh, on the back of their report, actually, because they've held up quite well. Mm. Uh, they went ex-dividend yesterday and have held those levels uh, for a few days where often you see the stock uh, decline after something like that. And and whilst it's trending around that resistance level, um, it's something, yeah, you have to approach with uh, extreme caution. Mm. What about Ingham's? Because that one's been doing quite well. Yeah, look, it is something that uh, we do take a look at, but we'd be more looking at the elders, uh, the grain corps of the sector. Mm. Um, they're looking to, yeah, as I said before, diversify their business elders. Um, Grain Corp as well have come out with the results recently. We've got these companies reporting off cycle. Um, we don't see too much news out of these companies uh, throughout the year. They do report off cycle, they have just reported now. We won't see anything till about May next year. Um, so when looking to get an allocation into these companies, um, more for the portfolio management aspect side of things, you look to get it in, in allocations, You know, maybe break it up into three or four, um, just with the uncertainty around everything at the moment. But um, yeah, as we said before, when the times are like this, it does create some opportunity, uh, but for the long run. It's interesting because they called an El Nino, yet we actually are having some rain, which would be pretty positive um, for the likes of Grain Corp, I would have thought. Yeah, rain for the next two weeks. Apparently. Yeah. Well, we don't want it. That's the thing. You want rain, but you don't want too much rain. Yeah. It's such a... I'd take rain over bushfire season, to be honest. I know. <laughs> it's so hard, though, because you watch all those people in the floods as well. Oh, and there's true. more floods. So you yeah. always forget about those. We think, yes, nice rain. Yeah. 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 El Nino, it's, it's highly likely, especially for the east coast of Australia. Um, farmers at the moment, specifically in central west New South Wales, are looking to start to put in their summer crops. 
Um, they're quite pessimistic about this season. Mm-hmm. Um, they're being fairly conservative about their crops uh, because it is expected to be poor. Um, and that's just largely in the short term. And um, I was speaking to a couple of farmers actually, and they tell me that historically over time, you know, when you do have three good seasons in a row, uh, like we have had, typically uh, next one goes a bit next one goes bad and it uh, and it could stay around for up to five years so every a lot of farmers are being uh, quite uh, quite pessimistic at the moment wow there you go and also brazil had its um hottest day on record Mm. recently and dubai is underwater what yep i did say that missed that Mm. my goodness dubai is underwater anyway oh all right on that note rocco thank you so much for joining uh ausbiz today thanks for having me all right rocco panzerino from macro capital let's have a look at the after close market leaders uh degree mining up by four percent bellevue gold up more than three as is karoon energy yeah they like that acquisition that they've done and the cap raising Link administration up 2.75%, QBE insurance rounding it up by a 2.4% gain. Yeah, now let's have a look at some of the laggards. And there we go, Helios down by 27%. Uh, they're having that placement. Polynovo off 7%, Liontown and Sayona off by 5%. And Life360, um, there's actually been quite a bit of profit taking coming into yeah. that one recently. Was there I any think, news? No, but I think Weebit Nano was another one that fell something like 6%, so quite right. a few big drops coming through Helios, of course, is that huge one on the capital raising. Um, Let's have a look at some of the small caps. Yeah, and 4D Medical uh, continuing to do well off the back their announcement, I think, yesterday. And we do have an interview with them tomorrow, so you'll have to look out for that one, up 19%. Strickland Metals up about 16 Bone Coal also very strong, up 13 AIC. Mines up 11 and Playside Studios. Uh, I was chatting about that the other day, actually. What they are they? Do, they do gaming. Oh. Uh, yeah, and quite a few brokers actually like that one. It was on the call. I had it on the oh, call. Okay. So that's up uh, by almost 10%. All right, so let's have a look at the, the laggards or oh, we've discussed a premium uh, the wealth management firm down 35 percent 40s memory down 12.4 percent Javois global Avita medical Iona also not doing very well today well, we need we need Kyle here because he always used to go Javois global he Did always he? used to yes we used to go on about that one it's a bit silly really okay <laughs> let's check in and see what is happening overnight well also we should work, point out that uh, Michelle Bullock is going to talk at 7:35, so that is in about three hours time. I'm getting um, confused. She was quoted this morning in the papers too. She spoke yesterday, but she's also speaking, speaking. at an event yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. Some, she's a busy she's bee. She's a busy bee. Um, <laughs> US durable goods orders. She's talking almost as much as we are. US Michigan Consumer Confidence Index, the ECB Financial Stability Review, US jobless claims and the UK autumn forecast statement. That's yeah. an interesting one. Absolutely. And let's have a look at what's coming up uh, tomorrow. And we have third quarter retail sales for New Zealand. Japanese CPI, that will be interesting to see what's, uh, whether that ticks up anymore. Uh, Germany IFO investor confidence, also global P, flash PMI estimates and ECB monetary policy meeting accounts. And that's called EFO for some reason. It's the EFO investor confidence. I have no idea why, but a bit like je vois global, <laughs> I guess. All right, let's have a look at the market close. Uh, we are pretty flat. 
Should we have bothered coming in, Danny? I'm kidding. Of course, we should have. Some people would have made a lot of money today on those gold players. Absolutely. But, um, the so, ASX at 7,073, I think. Yep, absolutely. Down around five points. Wow, we've had uh, a great day, haven't we, Jules? Lots of excellent interviews. What mm. was what's a couple of your favourites today? Oh, I hate it when you put me on the spot like that. You know who I really enjoyed speaking to is Gary Ng from Natixis yeah. about the overall China, China property yeah. uh, space. But there were many, many good interviews that are on ausbiz.com.au. Absolutely. And uh, also check out, I've just played out Michael Howe's interview, which is always, I think, incredibly interesting. And you had Dan Ives as well. And I had Dan Ives. Yeah, we uh, we actually talked everything from NVIDIA to Microsoft to VinFast. And mm. I believe in your former My former life. career, I have interviewed the CEO of VinFast. That was during COVID year, so I did it over Zoom. She wow. was obviously in uh, Hanoi and I was in Singapore. And uh, yeah, we did a Zoom interview, but that's a fascinating story, isn't it? Vinfast? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're talking EVs out of Vietnam and it is listed mm. in the US for those of you that are interested. Anyway, lots to catch up with on the website. Otherwise, we'll be back. Oh, actually, you'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back on Friday. Yeah, because we've got the last call. We do the last call. Um, All right, but today that is the last call for Wednesday. That's the last call for us at the moment. Have a great evening. See you tomorrow. See you.